Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. With your host, Lauren Weissman. This is a fully licensed theme song for the show about stuff that makes you say, This is Lauren Wiseman. This is Wait What Really Okay. This episode is surrounding the idea of cognitive bias. And for those of you that don't know me, I'm a brand messaging strategist. I work with the Fish Stewarding Group, and we steward strategic solutions for different businesses, ventures, and visions. Now, in that stewarding, we see a lot of examples of what's going on from the subjective to the objective and where someone's intention is at versus the perception that comes along and how they feel. Now we've seen a lot of issues and even coming into the coronavirus, this cognitive bias of a generation, and it's not just the current generation, but it goes backwards and the inundation of social media, the way news has worked, the way that people out there will shift an opinion into a fact to make them feel better. The definition of cognitive bias, or one definition, refers to the systematic pattern of deviation from norm or rationality in judgment, whereby interferences about other people and situations may be drawn in an illogical fashion. This basically is summarized as individuals that are creating their own subjective social reality from their perception of the input. A great way to look at this is in two parts. One, the information that we are taking in from others. The messaging that we get, what we choose to believe, how we move subjective to objective, how we trust certain people and don't trust other people, even when elements of objective facts are being given, that it, for many people, seems easier to go to the subjective, to hear what we want to hear, to believe that, to make us feel better. Now, the other side of this is the presentation of the perception of what people are hearing from you or me and our businesses and our communication, our messaging, our optic styles. One of the biggest failure points, and I was calling it a virus before this virus thing. I'm not trying to jump on different terms, but it is a virus out there that infects our mind of the idea that what we are saying will be taken, will be heard, and will be seen with the intention that we say it. Now, being considerate to and with integrity to your vision, to your business, to your message, it's not about changing your message every time for everybody. But it is about taking into consideration when it comes to budgeting, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to the scripting, when it comes to the optics, that while something is so close to your heart, it may not be resonating with others. And this is where the market toxic element happens. You find these marketing gurus, these marketing experts, these people that are just pushing authority with a lack of integrity, saying they can bring you, they can do this, this is how it's done. We don't need to do a discovery. We don't need to discover into your content. We're just gonna push your intention as hard and fast as we can with as much money as you'll spend. We're gonna gonna make sure that that advertisement, you know what, we're gonna go and spend $20,000 for a video and then we're just gonna blast it and blast it and blast it as opposed to thinking, would you wanna be blasted with that video? And Are there a series of people that might see what you're saying differently or having 
different views or different experiences, when we're not looking at the perception of our message, when, when that's not part of the soil, then the seeds die. And then this excess to spend intention is wasted. Now, flipping back to what we hear, one of the biggest problems that I've been witnessing, and this has been for a number of years now, but it's getting much worse, and it really is showcasing its impact with the coronavirus that's going around and everything else. The way information is presented is dangerous. It's not necessarily true information. Certain people get really upset at CNN, certain shows, and then they get upset at Fox at certain shows. They don't realize these are opinion shows. Do you really want to scream at someone saying, Fox News said this or CNN said that if they were opinion shows? Because that's exactly what they are. They're opinions. It's time to back away and understand that someone has a right to their opinion. At the same time, a socially responsible approach is to make sure to reiterate, revamp, and reinforce when it's an opinion and when it's a fact. From all the changes that are happening online to social media, to Google, to the AI systems, they are looking for authority and making blunt, brash statements of what you're not sure to be true or making these same statements and not backing it up with a series of valid facts. I heard from here. I heard from there. There was some fairly well-known YouTube person that put something out last week. It was awful. It was, you know what, we can't really talk about the coronavirus and we're not going to put out any videos about that because YouTube is going to penalize us for that. So this person sends out, and he's a marketing guru as well, to a whole bunch of people stating, you can't say this. Somebody else in a dating, a dating expert said the exact same thing. And then a lawyer came out. And it's really, to a certain extent, shame on you. You're a lawyer. Present the objective facts before you share them or share them as opinion or don't share them at all. The situation for YouTube and for anybody that's thinking about doing a video that ties into coronavirus, you can talk about that. You can't monetize it. Under the standards in YouTube and go into YouTube.com and Google and look at the ad standards, this is something that is being viewed as potentially exploitative, if that's a word, or exploiting. So from there, if you're going to put up something like that, don't put ad money, don't put ad cents behind it, don't monetize the video. There you are, done. That's truth, that's objective, that's facts that can be backed up directly from the source and not hearsay. The same thing goes for all the social media algorithms. You see these people, and, and I'm sure you've seen them lately, I used to see them, I mean it was a lot more the last few years. Instagram changed their algorithm, great. Show me on Instagram where they did that. Show me, show me proof of a series of different people from the, from the people that have a million followers to the people that have a hundred followers to the people that have a thousand to 10,000. Show me the proof. They don't. It's an ego bend. As long as you comment and say yes here, you'll push me up. Again, not true. And in Instagram information that's been put out there by the site itself, when you do that, it's viewed as fishing for comments. It's not authentic, organic, or authoritative commenting. You are putting out across a post, and right now you can't get away with what you could get away with even a year ago and a year before. 
The AI systems to watch out for this stuff and the way that it's being cracked down on is a great thing for those with true authority and those with true authenticity. When all of a sudden a series of reviews come in now, it looks very funny and a site can get pinged and penalized just for that. So to sit there and go online and go, don't forget to review us, and then all of a sudden a blanket of 10 reviews come in, people begin to look at that. People begin to look at those like counts jumping through the roof. It comes back to the authenticity of what you want to create online and what you want to present and how you want to be seen. It also comes back to this cognitive bias. I understand shiny squirrels, happy things, people coming online, spending a lot of money to explain this is magically how you do it. But is it true? Or the other side of it, is it still true if it was true at one point? That's another set of people. And I say from that angle of forgiveness, forgive them for they know and not what they're telling you to do is wrong. At one point, it was true. But they are hurting you now by telling you to do things because they have not kept up to date. Let's go back to the lawyers for a second. My father uh, is a lawyer, and I remember being a little boy, and I was in his office, and he would get these amending sheets and these little booklets and tablets that would go into the back, and these books had these areas where you could slide them right in. And so it was this big law book, but inside of the back, it was fill this in and make sure once you reference this, you have to check to see if anything's changed. I do remember my father in his, it was in his office, it was in a place called Echo Hill, and he would open up a book, and I'd be sitting there doing homework or doing whatever else, and then he'd double check, jumping back to this amendment document to go, okay, yes, this is the law, but is this law still true? This is one of the biggest factors and one of the biggest problems that we have with the people that are out there stating, this is what's happening, this is the algorithm, this is how it's working. It may have been, but it's not anymore. And in that, that counterbalance of getting people to spend extra money. I want you to spend more money to push here. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. These are things that are just wasting money. It takes time to build up authority. It takes time to ignite the authenticity inside of an audience. And in that time that it takes, you might not have that immediate turnover of sales. You might not have that immediate turnover of conversion. You might not have that immediate buildup of audience. And yes, there are a lot of people out there that will build up the audience. They'll say, oh, post this every day. Post this kind of video. Post this kind of photo. Should you be posting on a regular frequency? Absolutely. Should you be posting if you don't have anything to say? No. Stop. It gets too crazy. You have these social media managers out there. They are posting to post as opposed to posting for authority. Step back from your intention. Look at the perception. If a couple people dive through and all they see are a series of different profile pics of you being updated every week, is that helping you? No, that helps a model. That helps an Instagram model, in quotes, influencer because a whole bunch of people like the page and there's revenues there. But she's a lot cuter than you, dude, and she's making money off of impressions and maybe what she's wearing and the links and the sponsors. That might not work for you if you're a 5'2 dude selling, you know, automotive stuff. This comes to the point of tracking the legitimate actions of where you are, what you have, what you're trying to do, and it's not a competitive analysis. 
Yes, you want to look at the competition. You want to look at people inside of your field, the competitive and the comparative, but bring in that comparative. Certain people that have similar budgets that are in similar places as you, maybe not exactly where you are, but what are they doing to execute and to grow organically? I had one particular client through FSG and we looked at a situation where they were constantly comparing to all sorts of people and models of marketing that had no application for them whatsoever. In that situation, these other companies were over a decade old. These other companies already had this existing level. They had this existing budget inside of their marketing. They had already created a series of content and regardless of the content being correct or incorrect or whatnot at the time, they were in this expansive situation. There was already endurance behind it. So for this particular client to follow that model, to say, well, I'm going to do the exact same thing, it absolutely doesn't work. Let's take it into a situation like radio advertising and the comparison that some people use and how that becomes dangerous. Let's say you're a small little cafe on a back road in a you know, mid-level town. Now the radio guy comes in and the salesperson wants to sell you up on, on these great radio packages. And then they sit down and say, you know, some of my other, uh, some of my other clients include Cumberland Farms and Kia Automotive. Like, okay, can you show me someone that is the same size cafe? Or, or a restaurant that has this kind of budget. What can I do inside of what I am, the parameters of what I need to grow? Because when I look at Kia, I think, okay, that's an international car company. And where I might be selling a $7.99 breakfast plate, they're selling, you know, fifteen or $10,000, $15,000 car and up. In the same way for Cumberland Farms. Okay, that's convenience store. Yes, those are smaller ticket items, but it's also a gas station. And they have Cumberland Farms all over the country. These are the comparisons to look at from the competitive angle, to have a better understanding, to cognitively make a better decision about the direction of where to go. At the same time, too, are some of the big boys that you see, it looks so perfectly pretty, are they on their way down? Are they failing with the new compliance measures that are being looked at from everything from Google to social media sites to everywhere in between? Are they following the new ADA standards, which are crucial? Do they have the updated privacy policies, the Child Online Privacy Protection Act information? Not necessarily, and maybe they look too big, but it's going to get them pinged. Do certain people have a website, and maybe it's just a postcard, no SEO behind it, but they put five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 into it a month. Oh, that looks like an amazing website. It could be beautiful pictures. It could be beautiful text. But does that fit for what you are, who you are, and how you want to present at the same time how you want to represent endurance going forward? Authenticity and true authority are not words you can just use. You, I don't want to say you need to. I'm trying to get away from the whole need. It would be a very good idea. It would behoove you. And with all the rules, the regulations, objective things that are coming out, to follow that standard will bring you to a different level and to a different standard. So that means not going onto Twitter and immediately saying, okay, I'm going to sign up, I'm going to put up a tweet, and I'm going to invite everyone. From there, whether you're looking to media and you want to be seen as an authority and someone to interview, to whether you're looking to just reach new clients or reach new levels of connection. Think about it. If somebody told you to just join a Twitter, are you just going to join? I mean, 
and maybe that's the style that you are, but in that style that you join them, are these people that you really engage with? Or would you rather see some kind of portal, and I'm tired of funnels, I'm tired of these sales funnel systems. I think that they can be connection portals, and I'm not being, this is not semantics. It is not a lead to here, to here, to here, to there. And by the way, be careful with your emails. The new elements coming down on the FTC, there's a new document out there stating you can be charged up to $30,000 now. Nobody has, well, a couple people have, but this is going to start to hit the headlines about people and using spam email and for people to go to that next level and say, hey, you're spamming me. There's one particular guy out of Illinois. He was hitting me up a number of different times. I came back. I'm like, dude, you can't do this. You got to stop. No, this is the method. And I learned this. And I'm supposed to do this. And this motivational coach or this business leader, or this business expert told me, I really wish they hadn't because that's not true anymore. Maybe it was at one time. I sent him the FTC link. And he's still, you know, I mean, that's really, you know, that's really subjective. I'm like, no, that's law. I can file this thing. I can file a complaint against you. I can take action. I'm not going to. But right now, we're going to see a time where the ambulance chasing lawyers are going to begin to shift gears and look at all the things that they can do online and how they can go after people. And maybe it won't be necessarily a smaller business, but these larger businesses. We saw this happen with Winn-Dixie. When Dixie got sued for not being under ADA correct regulation because they didn't properly set up the image of a bottle of milk or a carton of milk, and they were sued and lost for millions of dollars. So yeah, it's a little bit slower. It can be when it comes to building up your authenticity, but it's going to take time. Do you expect to walk into a bar and go, marry me? We have so many businesses that are looking to get engaged before they engage. So flip the switch. Realize that part of your discovery inside of your messaging, and right now is a great time to revisit your messaging and the discovery around it and the different pieces that fall into play. It's not just thinking, okay, this is what I want, this is what I am, this is what I am, this is what I am. Because maybe other people are saying the exact same thing. It's looking at it from identifying the brand, the opportunities, and the options beyond what you think. It's looking, it's, it's, it's creating this alliance of information and bringing together the different pieces and the pieces you might think not, aren't, aren't even important. Maybe you sit there and look at a blueprint and you say, ah, oh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I don't care. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for the house. But inside of the blueprint comes the design to take into consideration where the wires go, where the water goes, where it becomes hurricane proof where this goes, where that goes, where electricity, where, you know, everything, stability, the foundation, all of that is built in and considered. Just, just going to the civil engineer to be able to state where the land is. Here's, you know, here's the ascension of a hill. Here's the dissension. Here's, you know, you can't build too close to here because it's a, you know, preserve or whatnot. All of these little elements that oftentimes get ignored are the exact elements to go revisit right now authoring the brand of your message of what you're going to create of what's going to come across and come to you while simultaneously building true authority and true authenticity is going to be what's going to help you and it's going to get you out of that cognitive bias thing these marketing people they have everything to sell 
you just need to do this. You only need to do. Let me share these 15 secrets of Instagram. There are no secrets of Instagram. You can look this stuff up. It's not. And and what people share. And this goes back to even when I was in the music business. I I like David Grohl. He's a cool cat. I hate when David Grohl talks about the music business though. Because the experiences of what he went through, where he came to get what he has. Amazing drummer, great singer, songwriter. Great, I mean, just great all-around guy. But he didn't experience an, the, the array of the music business. It was done for him. And then he got to a point where he had the money and he could make certain decisions that 99.9% of musicians out there couldn't make. It was the same thing with David Byrne. David Byrne was explaining, well, here's how you use Twitter. Okay, David, with all due respect, so you decide to sign up for Twitter one day and then immediately it's tens of thousands of followers because you were already a celebrity and an artist well-known prior to this. All you put up, this is the kind of tweet you put up to get interaction. That doesn't help somebody starting up. These marketing gurus and influence, I'm blown away by the marketing gurus that are just in, in tight spandex, workout clothes, sexy outfits. Yep, good look. What makes them understand marketing? They're putting up selfies. Great. So for them, align with your influencer, align with the sponsorship from the clothing lines, the makeup lines, good for you. But your singular experience does not make you an authority or an expert in the widest array. I just came from a, a event a couple of weeks ago. It was the last, last thing I spoke at uh, called PodFest. And one of the overarching things that I got was a number of people that were starting shows that aren't ready to start shows. You know what? Start a pod, start a podcast, whatever you want. Do what you got to do. But these people that are coming out claiming that they're experts because they went through one singular thing and now they claim to be the expert that can help anybody is dangerous. It's irresponsible too. You experience one thing and now you're a business pro or you have a, a expertise in, in dealing with this or dealing with that. You came through something. The, the weight loss thing is the same thing. Share it humbly. This was my story. I would rather see people coming out saying, I'm going to share stories and I'm going to share other people's stories, but I'm not an authority. When these people are putting out that they're authorities in this area, it's scary. These dating coaches that are out there, I know this, I know that. I've super, you know, because I, I dated this and I tried this and boom, they're out. What training do they have? Okay, they have an experience with dating a few people. This one particular woman, uh, her name is Kimmy Seltzer. She has a background of her dating, marrying, divorcing, dating again. But also her education, her ability to do what she does is so heavily reinforced by her authority, her knowledge, her authenticity, and her authority that she becomes a beacon and a light to listen to if that's what you're looking for, as opposed to somebody else that's just gone on a series of dates and says that they know men or know women. This comes back to that cognitive bias. We're listening to what we want to hear. So when these marketing people come to you, and they, oh, all you need to do on Facebook is this. No, it might be too much. Oh, you need to write a book. No, you, do, you don't need to write a book. If you don't have a book in you, don't write a book. Because then it's just going to look like another terrible book. How does that help your authority? You can come out and say you're a speaker. 
I really have a problem with that with the speakers too. These people training to be speakers, training to be coaches, training to be consultants, training to be strategists, as opposed to their learning and the culmination of an authority, an authentic, an educational and just experience as a whole that has allowed them to naturally shift in that so they can truly help and not just claim a name. That's where it gets dangerous. We've fed into this cognitive bias, this cognitive dissonance as some people refer to it, to look at people and they say, oh, I'm gonna give you all these tips, just sign here. Is it too much of a funnel where all of their tips are just sales pitches? And inside their sales pitches and their promises, what comes through? Are you able to reach out and talk to the people that have worked with them? Or when you talk to them, are they sharing realistic, authentic organization, organizational methods that make sense to you? And when they make sense to you, does it make sense or are you running in fear to go, well, I saw this over here, I saw this shiny squirrel, I saw this happy thing over here. That might not relate to you. That's one of the biggest ripoffs. It's that, oh, I can do this for less, I can do this, I can take care of you, I'll do this, or I can do it for more, and then it slowly glides out. It becomes more and more and more. It becomes more problems, more issues, more trouble, more cost. You have to come back to the foundation, and that is a have to, and that is objective. It is looking at your situation, the, the process and the compliance and the authenticity and the way the stories go out. And it's not emulating some superhero, you know, uh, social media star or influencer. It's not even necessarily trying to copy the exact per- person you're competing with because everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different set of circumstances. Everybody has different budgets. Everybody has different lengths of time that they've been involved in online, off, in their business, with their partnerships, you don't know half the story. So why do you want to copy their story? Because you might not know the outcome. That is why the wider array of getting an understanding of yourself, the direction to take, and at the same time, a comparative and a competitive understanding that Well, let's look at what they're doing and let's see if we can dig in a little deeper and find out if it is close to ours or what what should be the, the, the track or the path that we should take. When you reach out with your brand, with your message, with your optics, with your compliance, with your story, with your budget, and you hit all of those touch touch points, when you look at the reinforcement of your message, the differentiation of your message, the protection of your message, the building, the organization of how to reach, you get out of that intended thing of going, well, this is what we're supposed to do and this is how we're supposed to do it. Are you sure? You want to bet on that? Because there are dozens, hundreds, thousands of people that are preying on that and they're happy to take your money and they're happy to work that way and they'll throw X, Y, and Z and you're gonna see all this, but are you going to see the conversion? Are you gonna see the long run? Are you gonna see what you're looking for or is it gonna put you back to step one? Take pride, take honor, and take responsibility for your brand, your messaging, and the way that you think. People are out there preying on those people that will go to that cognitively biased place. Don't be one of them. Take the time with your brand. Vet these people. Look at the people that seem to be just so filled with how they can sell, sell, sell to you and how everything is only a sales funnel as opposed to the information that is being shared. 
so you can be engaged with. Find the engagement that people are sharing before you engage your time, your money, or your direction to things that you don't know necessarily will even work for your situation. In that responsibility, in that integrity, and in that attention to detail, you'll be able to step away from the cognitive bias of seeing these opinions morph into facts and being able to find, identify, discover, and organize the facts of the best path for your business. Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. okay.